Hello and welcome to the second ever special of this woman's work. Or is it the first part two? I don't know. But either way, the second slash first second special of this woman's work. Um, and this particular episode is full of just the really poignant and often quite powerful stories um, and snippets that the wonderful women have so far shared with us. So again, I'm just going to shut up and say enjoy. I've had to ban a man because mid tattoo he's told me he'd like to ejaculate on my face. Oh my Like that's gosh. a completely normal thing to do to me because I am in this industry. And I feel like you wouldn't say that to a girl at Costa. But yeah. because I'm a tattooist and you see like tattoo magazines and it's all like a little bit sexualized. Yes, it is. I'm yeah. very open about sex, never with clients particularly. Yeah, yeah. But again, it was just acceptable. And then I was like, I'd rather you didn't come back, I'm uncomfortable. I didn't mean to make you uncomfortable. Don't say that. Yeah, then. yeah. I have tattoo penises. It's a bit weird. Yeah. Um, but they were clean their own penis absolutely their own penis. the only yeah. thing I'm doing is with a needle yeah yeah that's a weird situation actually because most of the time when I'm tattooing penises it tends to be tattooing a female's name on a penis so I feel like <laughs> they've probably been a bit naughty and, and now they need the whole... to be tagged on their willy right oh interesting <laughs> and I feel like my stance on that is probably if you need to brand their penis it's probably best you just walk away what I would tell a younger nail tech out there that's starting is just don't give up it's so easy to be sitting there with not one client walking through the door yeah and saying fuck this i'm going to go and get a job in sainsbury's yeah you know but you know just keep pushing just don't give up if you are lucky enough to sort of be in that position of not bringing home a brilliant wage yeah and just keep pushing at what what you believe you're going to be good at one day through kinesiology, you can totally get to the subconscious of that. So, um, and with that, you can actually ask the body. And I, I'm talking of strange things, but do you want to get better? And the body will sometimes say no. The subconscious will say no. Wow. And that can be a real shock to a client. They'll be like, "What do you mean? I, what do you mean I don't want to get better?" And then it's about digging into why they don't want to get better. Yeah. So if you're suffering from a chronic illness that you've had for years and... It's all you know. It's all, yeah, it's all you know. And some people could use that as, like, ident- identify about those yeah. things. Yeah. And I can understand that, I completely understand that. I've always had the ability to to channel, to see, to hear, to feel. Um, we've discussed, haven't we, that I, I hid it because I didn't feel like I was being professional or... Sit, would, I was worried that people would discredit me um, for all the hard work I'd done over those years. They'd be like, oh, she's like, she's some mystic Meg kind yeah. of thing. And I, I really just didn't want that. And maybe I was just around the wrong people. Um, yeah, I spent as most uh, women in marriages that they're looking after their children. I spent many, many years uh, forgetting I might have had some value to yeah. offer. And then, so then when it is like, now go out into the world and get on with it again. And I was like, oh, I've done this for years. Yeah. God. You know. Self-doubt. Self-doubt. Be brave enough to genuinely listen to what you love. 
what yes. lights you up. And that, I think, especially especially today, is really difficult for young people because they're bombarded all the time with, and this, and this, and what you should like, what you should do. Yes, it might be confidence, it might be this, it might be that, skills, ability, but it's really not any of those things. It's just you haven't worked out how you're going to do the next step yet. Yeah. So my advice is take the first step. Like just come up with one idea that you can do tomorrow that's easy. Take the first step and see what happens because you will learn as soon as you've done that. Yeah. You'll learn everything you need to know to make the next step as soon as you've taken the first one. As a sort of tribe of people, we, we, we often are quite, um, well, for want of a better word, we're, we're, we're perfectionists. You know, we right. want to get everything yeah, right. Yeah. So I think that it's a bit of a classic sort of weakness to say, but I think that can trip you up as a surgeon. You know, perfection, I had a really great consultant trainer who just used to say, perfection is the enemy of good. And it really is. You oh, have okay. to know when things are good enough, when not to fiddle anymore, when it's, you know, when you're done. Children with congenital hand differences, um, there's a lot of emotional um, sort of baggage for the parents. Yeah. You know, why has it happened? Why why my child? Are they going to cope? Are they going to get bullied? It's very hard for them. You know, they are just acting out every single stage in the child's future yeah yeah and I think accompanying them on that journey is quite a privilege you know accompanying the parents on that on that journey is quite a privilege but it is one it is really challenging as well to try and explain to them the child they're going to be whatever they want to be you've got Sarah's story there you know with her yeah yeah um hands it's the technical term is a sim brachydactyly but basically she's had a, a transverse growth arrest like her arm just hasn't grown properly yeah but she's you know achieving everything still have moments where i doubt myself or you know it's it's easy to fall into old habits and i think oh no i shouldn't i shouldn't push myself further it's like for example taking on an assistant I was like, no, I can't do that. Like, I should just stay in my lane, be quiet, you know, just just get on with it. So I think that's my biggest challenge is to to catch those moments of thinking, no, stay small and shout at myself to be bigger. Whoever you're in a relationship with, if you get that funny little feeling in the pit of your stomach, you don't feel 100% comfortable or it doesn't feel right, run. Yeah. Don't ignore it. Don't sort of, you know, make excuses for them. Yeah. You can't save everyone. They, some people don't deserve to be saved. I was lucky enough that I had a talent. My talent is driving. It's yeah. probably the only talent that I possess. Yeah. <laughs> but that is, that was my hook to help me because nobody has ever said to me, oh, you're a bird. What do you know about cars? Because I... They, I will sling a car sideways and I can do donuts in it and I can make a car dance. Yeah. So, which is more than a lot of motoring journalists can do. And I feel like I'm so big headed by saying that. No. But I, I, that, that, that's true. And that is my talent has really been my absolute rock. I would love it if for maybe one year, all the countries around the world were run by women. Oh. And, 
I just wonder the difference here, here. it would make and what kind of it would make all the difference it would make every single bit of difference mm. it would because we're just we pick up the phone and have a yeah. chat and then right if we can't resolve this here let's have a cup of tea yeah <laughs> glass of wine yeah <laughs> equally it's been my absolute blessing my absolute blessing you know yeah. i love being a woman yeah. i love it and i have a daughter who's 12 and a son so i'm bringing up one of each yeah. as you are yeah and i know how important it is to be a really strong woman who's massively in love with themselves to start with oh, who can gosh. who's got the confidence then just to go out and do do anything yeah how many NDAs did you sell? Quite a few. Yeah, lo- loads actually, especially for um, some of the really high-end weddings that... Um, that you filmed? Yeah, I used to film weddings for um, another company. They were friends of mine and maybe two or three times a year I'd film for them because they needed big teams. Yeah. And all their weddings were NDA'd and they were all like, you know, European royalty. Wow. Um, you know, A-list celebrities, actors, yeah. all sorts of things, models coming over and... Um, they were on another level, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And often quite another level of naughtiness. So I lost a dramatic amount of weight very quickly when I was being bullied. And now I know through all this therapy that it was a control yeah. thing. Um, and it's weird when I look back, I don't even know if I knew I was doing it. I, I've got no memory of it. it wow. I, 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 not, I have snippets of what I was going through, but... It wasn't that I, I sat there and thought, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to stop eating. Yeah. And see what I've, I, I never did that. Yeah, it wasn't Never. Aside from Granny passing away was the only other thing that I've ever really, really, really remembered after all the stuff I've been told over the years that made me... So Max would have been, that's my nephew, he would have been, let's say, three and Indy was one. I really can't remember. because it's, it's all very blurred back then. Yeah. And... Uh, these messages come in house to us. So how are you feeling? And uh, I think I wrote about eight. Not a good day. I should write. How do you expect me to tell my baby Auntie Annie's dead? And I thought, oh, that's not nice, is it? No. And it was just the words, my babies. How can I? How do you expect me yeah. to tell my children that you're dead? It's and I it... thought that's awful. Yeah, that is horrible. And how could I expect her to do that? Yeah. And it was that. It was like a smack around the face. And I've heard everything. You're going to die. Don't care. I've heard it all. Really appreciate the small steps, value the small steps that you're making in whichever, whatever the career is. Just recognise that an improvement is an improvement and it's, it, it's, it's those small things. You, you'll then continue to be wowed and amazed by everything that comes along if you've recognised the small things as they're going along and I know they say don't mm. sweat the small things or whatever that saying is um, oh, I sound really old by sweat saying that yeah, yeah don't sweat small stuff I don't think I think it's recognise the small stuff recognise all the small things and be I don't think there's anything wrong in being proud of yourself the, the most challenging area definitely is working in ED um, and I just think and it's... And what you see, basically. Processing what you see. and That is very, very difficult in itself, processing what you see and, and some of the 
traumatic things that was come in through the door. Out. Yeah. And you you do have to sort of put it in a box and switch off. Um, but it is always there. So I think that's very, very difficult. But I don't think a lot of the time as doctors and nurses, we allow ourselves to fully process what we've seen. You wouldn't do it. Because I don't think we do could it. go back in and do it again. I'm very aware that whenever I act out of character, whenever I'm unreasonable, whenever I'm short-tempered, whenever I make snap decisions, wrong decisions, it's nearly always as a result of unhealed trauma. And I have to take responsibility for that. Nobody else. And I think it's our responsibility not to pass that on to the next generation. So, or to other people. Or to other people. So, yeah, it, heal your own wounds is definitely the advice that I'd give to people. I feel like I've gained a lot by being kind of, I don't know, an active community person. And again, I was sort of brought up in a village where that was just like what everybody did. But um, I've kind of taken that through everywhere that I've lived at uni and um, and things as well. And that for me, I think, just means before this, that meant that I could walk down the street in Stamford and bump into five or six people yeah. that weren't necessarily mates that I was going to go for a drink in the pub with or would be best buddies for life. You know, quite often older people or much younger people or what have you. But I just, for me, uh, for me as a person, kind of feeling part of a community yeah, is, and that connection. Is, is huge to kind of, yeah, gaining value and then to feel that you can do more in that community and yeah. that community's there to sort of catch you I guess as well I just generally think you know if you if you can if you can being able to get involved with things like that in a, as small a way as as possible you know a lot of community organizations literally just want somebody who can answer Facebook messages or yeah. you know drop something off once a week and, and things like yeah, that and yeah. I just think um you know it's not it's not always possible but you know sometimes it's not that difficult and I just think that's kind of I say, in part, enabled me to get where I have here. It's okay to fail. Yeah. And people need to be allowed to fail. At any point in their At lives. At any point in their lives. Our kids need to be allowed to fail. Because <laughs> really, learn that. you should have failed mm. and given up a lot sooner, shouldn't exactly. you? Exactly. And I could have been on this journey a lot sooner and I wouldn't have had to go through the grief process that I went through of kind of really giving up 20 years of my life to um, to a fear of failure it was my birthday um, and we were supposed to be having burgers here and then we were all going into town to watch some dodgy band at Mama Liz's or something and and um, it, they, they cancelled the gig and it was at about seven o'clock, Boris actually said, don't go to the pub. And you know that moment when you go, they've actually She's said it. it. Yeah, you were hoping. They actually said, don't go to the pub yeah. and close tomorrow. Yeah. Um, and it was also Mothering Sunday on Sunday. So we had 140 people booked in for Sunday lunch. We got everything You'd ordered. ordered food. Oh, everything was in the fridges. Everything was ready to go. 